This is Good Brian Golf Show. We've got Jose Miraflor. He's the VP of Marketing of Cobra Puma Golf. He is at the top of the top of this entire company that supports this podcast, supports me and everything that my wife and I do at our events and just anything and everything. And he has been around the block in the golf industry, meaning he has experienced a ton and he's going to drop some of that knowledge, not only about his past, but also a little bit of Cobra Puma Golf's future. The Brian Golf Show. Four. Presented by Cobra Puma Golf. That was an excellent shot. Yeah, real good form. On the Hangar Hotline, presented by Watson Golf, uh, I'd like to welcome to the show Jose Miraflor, the VP of Marketing of a, a pretty amazing company called Cobra Puma Golf. Welcome to the show. Hey, Brian. Good to be on. Yeah, man. So uh, first, before anything, my wife and I, Mel, we've got to thank you and your team. You're, you're just such big supporters of what we do, and you've been amazing to the both of us with our events and helping us take care of our players, and I really need you to know how thankful we are for that. It, it really does mean the world to us. I could say the same about you, too. You guys are great for golf. I mean, there are a lot of influencers out there who are out there for good reasons to support this game, but you guys really you know, bring the fun, you bring the, the heat on, on our products, our company, as well as just promoting golf. And I watched your uh, Players Cup, right? What an awesome event and watching you and Coach Rusty battling it out. It, it was a great finish and you guys looked like you had a blast. I was really jealous and I wish I, I, wish I was there. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to be able to play in one of these bad boys, you know? Like, wh when's that day going to come? Let's make next year happen. We've got plenty of events, you know, obviously on the uh, schedule for 2020 that uh, you can come be a part of. I, I tried to get you to be my partner last year and, uh, you know, you're just so busy. Of course, like Battle at the Beach comes in, in March, which as most people in the industry know, March is a pretty busy month, especially, you know, with everything you do. We actually do it AP weekend. So we, we know Puma always brings the fire during the Arnold Palmer with all the swag. So I understand why you couldn't come be a part of the Battle at the Beach the first time. Well, we're going to make it happen, pal. I promise. Before we talk about a lot of really exciting product and, and things that are happening at, at Cobra Puma, which I, I feel like have been happening ever since I've been paying attention to the game of golf. I mean, you guys are always doing your thing as far as innovating and, and being willing to kind of step outside the box. I've got to ask you how you even become the vice president of marketing at such a company. Well, it's so funny. You know, I have a strange, diverse background. I mean, I, I do have a marketing degree. You know, I graduated a long time ago, probably longer than many people were born. I uh, used that and, and wanted to be in the golf business. So like most people in our business, we, we were green grass pros first. I, I was the first assistant at a couple golf courses, merchandiser, teacher. I, I made the transition over to the OEM side, worked at Titleist for three years, really cut my teeth on talking to consumers on the phone to custom custom clubs and really honing in, fitting um, with the company. So a lot of green grass pros. And then, you know, I moved over to TaylorMade Golf in 2000. And over there, I was in charge of just custom fitting on the phones, helping them set it up. But then I got a real big break and I got to start working on iron putters and wedges on the product creation side. So for those of you who don't know what that means, it means like, dreaming up what's next and, you know, how many will you sell? What are the technologies? What does it look like? It's a really fun job, really uh, stressful job, but uh, you get to do a bunch of things, travel on tour, work with players, work with uh, R&D, which is really great. And then um, I went to accessories for a little while for TaylorMade Adidas Golf and, uh, you know, got to work on gloves, training aids, all that cool stuff. In 2011, I joined the Cobra Puma team and uh, started off as a product creation, you know, person and 
helped with the marketing side as well because of my degree. And just over the time here, my eight years now, I've both worked in R&D as product creation, product marketing, and then now I'm in charge of the entire marketing team, a little bit of tour, and then still working with the R&D group on the creation side, you know, uh, matching up innovation with the future, right? And that's a really fun job and some really great smart people here at Cobra Puma Golf. Um, but um, And now as well, as you know, working on the tour side, we have a great apparel team that really loves to change the way people look at apparel. It's not just a polo, it's a fashion piece and shoes are not just shoes, they're, they're fashion as well as performance. So it, it, it's pretty fun. It's, it's daunting. Not, you know, now everybody understands when you say I'm busy, <laughs> what, why we say, why we say we're busy. Um, but I love it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I, I just absolutely love it here and having a great time. That's amazing. So how big of an advantage is that the fact that you've kind of been in all different parts of the industry, right? As far as the job, you kind of understand where everyone's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the strengths, right? When you can think like a golf pro or a buyer, when you can think as a golfer, because I also love to golf, and when you can think as a strategist and, and, and business uh, person, I think it really helps bring it all together. And then having the background in golf clubs, accessories, and even apparel, I think helps me to be well-rounded. Um, but at the same time, look, I've been in the business since 94, and I'm still learning stuff every day. I was just with a really cool innovation company uh, last week, and I can't tell you where it is because you probably figure out who it is, <laughs> but we were looking at some 2021 and 2022 technologies, and I got to tell you, pal, they're sick. I'm super excited. I'm saying all this and we haven't even shipped 2020 yet. As far as that goes then, because you've mentioned design, are, do you actually get, as far as the branding and all of that and, and the technology in the club, so taking both parts of it, do you get with the mad scientist and you're included in that design process? Absolutely, I am. More so on the Cobra side than the Puma side, but on the Puma, on the Cobra side, like I just ran up before our call this evening. I, I just spent two hours with the R&D team talking about you know, 2020 and 2021 stuff, you know, what are the technologies, what are, what's the look? And we're, we're just talking about um, one of your favorite topics, you know, wedge grinding. What are the next grinds that we're going to do? And they tasked me with um, going downstairs. So there are three of us here that love to grind wedges, right? You got Doug Roberts, who's head of Oliver Design. He came from Cleveland many years ago and then to title it. You got Ben Showman. He's our He's our director of tour, and he's the one who grinds Ricky's um, wedges and irons and Bryson's. You know, you've seen Bryson stuff. It's absolutely crazy out there, and Lexi's stuff as well. And then you have me who, you know, used to travel a little bit on the PGA Tour grinding off all the tailor-made stuff for all the tailor-made uh, guys back in the day. So the three of us who love grinding wedges, uh, where what we typically do is we all make different grinds. Uh, we look at them together, we test them, we have them put through the test panel, and then we figure out what are the grinds we want to put out in the future. So that's just one aspect of the wedge. Of course, there's groove stuff that the innovation team does, the ID, which Doug's team leads with my help. Um, and then, you know, the ultimate proving round is tour and how it feels. So 
all of that comes together. And that's just one of our product lines. Right. Can you imagine all the other ones, right? Speaking of product lines, you've got some new impressive gear out right now. I mean, like as we're recording this, we're just a few days away from, from pre-order. Uh, the new King Forge Tech irons are as advertised, man. They are. I remember when I hit them back in June and I, I was like, if this is the end product, this is going to be a smash, and now I've got them. I've got the three iron in the bag. It has really filled a hole in my bag, and, and then I've got the, the rest of the sticks. They're sitting right next to me. These, at their price point, you know, compared to everything else out there with this technology, is pretty legit. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we're excited, too, and thanks for the kind words. I, I laugh when I hear that you have a three iron and it's filling a hole. I think everybody listening would love to hear what that distance is that you hold that you're filling. What what is that, pal? It's a two thirty carry, two forty, two forty five total uh, hole. That's that's what I've got. Uh, under certain circumstances, yeah, under certain circumstances, you know, we played this last week. I hit it anywhere from two twenty to I airmailed the green from two forty. But I I tried to I I honestly gave it my all. I'm like, man, I really got to hit this thing to get it there. And well, no, I didn't have to really hit it there. All I had to do was put a good swing on it and you know hey i ended up you know hitting a good shot but it's just like the most rewarding feeling of of hitting a three iron so high and so crisp it's just it's not something that i felt and i can say like the utility iron was okay for me but i i think i was at a disadvantage because i play a pretty upright lie angle and and that's harder to bend obviously it's not you can't bend it with the forge tech it's bendable and I'm, i'm able to get that three iron exactly where i need it Absolutely. Yeah, the utility iron was a uh, has an adjustable hosel, which you can't bend, but this standard iron, you can absolutely bend it. I think that's really cool. I think most of the listeners out there are saying, wow, I wish I could hit it that far. I know I wish I could, but uh, I think it's cool. We made this for better players, right? But better players who are looking for a little bit of distance. Um, but we wanted to be responsible and, and not create something that flew too low, right? We want things to be able to stop on green. So this, the, these faces that we're putting on and the way we manage the weight of this iron really helps to launch it high with low spin so that you can get the distances that you're looking at, but at the same time getting that descent angle on the iron where it can stop on a green. And I'm, I'm glad it's working out for you, pal. That's pretty awesome. How long have these irons been in development? You know, there's, there's a couple truths to this. Um, a typical product line for us is about 18 months from like when... Um, the Mad Hatters and I write the definition of what we actually want to create. Um, but the innovation guys have been working on some of this technology for years. And, and actually, you know, Bryson's hollow irons that we started making for him in 2018 feature the same technologies that you see in this iron. That utility iron that you played for a couple of years has some technologies that we put into this iron. So I would say it's more closer to 24 months on this guy because Bryson has been using it in his six iron, five iron, and three iron for for many years. Wow. I didn't know that at all. So, well, I don't want to address the elephant in the room, but what do you say to people that are like, well, this just looks like five other irons that are out right now on the marketing side? Like, that's a story that you have to explain, right? Well, yes, of course. I mean, I think think we'd all agree that hollow irons are the trend. And like any fashion, any car manufacturer, any performance thing, you're going to fish where the fish are. We knew a trend was, was coming and it was there in the hollow iron. Our question is, how do we build a better hollow iron? You start with the player shape, which I think most everybody who looks at this on the rack is going to say, what a cool 
muscle back looking iron, even though it's completely hollow. And that the hollowness allows us to do some really cool things in it. Um, one of them is bring CG as low as possible. Um, a lot of people would say that, yeah, other irons have tungsten weights in the toe. Ours is pretty heavy. It's a 17 gram tungsten weight and helps put the CG not only low, but very centered in the face. And that's one of our goals. Not sure the other guys get quite there. And then we started something many years ago in F6 land uh, irons. We started this PowerShell face, which is a, a forged face that is bent under heat and pressure to the shape of an L so that a piece of it wraps under the sole and uh, welds on down there. And what that bottom piece does is it actually flexes along with the face, which the face gives you the speed, which uh, is great. But the power shell, that L shape on the bottom, flexes and returns and delivers height. Now, other people have a face that's very similar to ours, but ours is pretty special. I'll take a second to explain it. We, we want to flex more and we want to flex more at the bottom. So we, we designed it to be that way. There's actually a channel at the bottom of this uh, power shell that is very thin. We, we made it break at first. You broke the iron when testing. Yeah, when, when you're trying to make something flex the best, what you do first is you design it too thin and it breaks, and then you make it thicker and thicker until it doesn't break, and now all of a sudden you have the best flexion of all, right? And we designed it a little bit thicker to test that flexion, and we're able to create now not just speed but height. And that's what I think, you know, a lot of people aren't doing out there. They're creating stronger irons to give you the ball speed for distance. But if you don't have the height, it kind of hurts you when the ball lands. So you just mentioned like stronger lofts, right? Can you just settle the argument, like answer one once and for all, the whole like guy that comes in and says lofts are jacked up nowadays and da, 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 da. Can you just like, because I sound like a broken record trying to explain it all the time to players. There's a purpose behind it. And it's not just like jack up the loft so the ball goes farther. No, not always. I mean, I think there's some great companies out there. We all strengthen our lofts because over the last, I want to say five years, we've gotten even better at bringing the CG lower, right? The lower the CG is, the easier the ball is to get up in the air. The further the CG back, a little bit more forgiveness and also easier to hit it into the air with lower spin. So what we're, we're doing is we're tuning the trajectory. If you get the ball to fly higher, you can make it a little stronger to get it back to the window that you're trying to create, the trajectory window. And then that is going to give you more distance. Not everybody's like that. Some people just jack it up because they know the stronger lots gives you more speed. And that's why we said, yes, we're making a seven iron that's 29 and a half degrees now. Um, most seven irons are around 31, 31 and a half. That's our F max, right? We make irons that are all over the place and locked up. For this player, we decided 29 and a half is the right thing. And we're just managing that trajectory so we can make it a little stronger, but we've made technology to get it, keep it up in the air. So it's a balance of both of those. Yeah. Well, I can tell you this much. The ball goes right up in the air. No problem. Good feel, good look. So I like it. Yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. And then we just uh, announced T-Rail. So I, I've got to admit that while the hybrid irons are, are an acquired taste, probably for some, they do an amazing job at looking like an iron at a dress. I was really impressed. I, you know, I, I know there's that hybrid look and it's pretty obvious, but there's this nice defined top line of an iron. I, I think you did really good. Well, thanks, Al. Yeah. The team would appreciate hearing that. I'll tell them that you said that. 
it is one of the things, right? Some people call it hybrid irons. We like to call it iron hybrid because we really wanted to design the iron look to it, especially since it has a flat face, to look like an iron first, but then realize that it has all types of hybrid technologies to give you launch, low spin, distance, and forgiveness, right? Yeah. That's what we were trying to create. How, how cool is it having that baffler tech like in your back pocket whenever you, you're like ready to innovate and you're like, you know what, let's just throw some rails on it, right? <laughs> like this is going to help. It's one of those things where, like, if a, if a person is struggling in any way, shape, or form to get the ball up in the air or to have a little bit of forgiveness through the turf, I mean, we know what to do. It's, it's really easy. Put some rails on there, and you can be aggressive, and it's going to be really forgiving as you hit down on the ball. Um, it's ball going to go up in the air and who doesn't want that, right? Yeah. Well, my father-in-law, he plays F9 one length. He played F8 one length, then he got F9 one length and, um, the F9 really helped him out a lot. I mean, as far as just, he hit a little bit further, a little bit higher, but I I've got a set of T rails and I'm going to, I'm going to work with him on them. I'm going to see, I'm going to do a comparison with his one links out on the range. And I'm going to, you know, kind of use him as an example to, to kind of show everyone what T rail is really all about. Well, I'll tell you what, buddy, I, if you ever have one of those days where you've um, celebrated too much the night before <laughs> and you're finding yourself a little uh, uh, physically, mentally challenged the day for, and you got around with the boys, you might want to see these up because uh, it makes life a lot easier. I tell you what. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. That sounds like me every day, Jose. Not not the drinking with the boys and partying. That just sounds like me struggling. I'm like, oh, man, let me just throw these in here. Before we, before we kind of tease anything can can we just talk about the milled face on f8 and f9 and is is that technology on a driver or any metal wood for that matter a little underrated i don't i just don't think people understand it yet and and people always ask me so what, what would you tell somebody why would you mill the face of a driver and i'd say okay a couple ways to say it are um, one uh, you mill the face of your putter, why? And people always say, well, you want it to go really straight because you're trying to make a putt. And I'm like, yeah, so that's a 6 or 12 footer. How about when you're trying to hit something 250 to 300 yards? Do you want it to go pretty straight and be re precise? And they're like, yeah, I guess so. I said, now what if I told you, you know, the military, aerospace, and racing, they mill, they, they mill everything because they want it to be perfect. They're like, well, yeah, that's pretty cool. So then I go, so if you want the driver face to be as thin as possible and always have the same thickness, then you want it to have the perfect curvature because we know if you hit it off center, curvature helps you straighten out those shots. And you want the, effects, the face to flex as maximum capacity. How would you control all that? Definitely not hand polishing, right? It would be CNC milling. And that's why we do it. We're the only ones that figured it out. So far, uh, I know a lot of people or other OEMs are probably trying to figure out our process because it's not just, hey, just mill it across there. It's uh, multiple cutters, multiple passes. There's actually a formula that we have. Um, and we're enjoying some really good performance by it. You know, we have not only our players trying it, we have other people on tour that try the product and, you know, they can't necessarily get into it because they're on staff with somebody else. But some of them have said, Really great sound, really hot face, and uh, love that love that look of milling. So, 
we, we know we're in a good spot. Yeah, I was going to say that was that was one of the things, you know, just even with F8, but then going into F9, everyone was always complimenting me on, on the way my driver sounded. And I'm like, man, that's just the best sounding driver. And it really is, you know, and obviously feel and sound are correlated. So if it sounds good, you got to hit this bad boy because it feels good. And I'm and I'm sure we can't say anything, but I'm sure 2020 is going to have something that's pretty hot too, right? Oh, yeah. Well, we can't go backwards, brother. We got to keep going forward, right? We got to bring you some really cool stuff. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Absolutely. There's something cool on the horizon for all of you. Just a couple, a few weeks away, and we'll be able to talk about it in full effect. But there is some ridiculous stuff on the horizon. The launch party, like, are we, because we, we got that launch party going down, are, are we going to be on under embargo during that whole thing? Or are we going to be, like, you know, released to, to share our experience that day? No, no. You and I, you and I, and, and Mel, if she's there, we're going to talk, we're going to take some pictures of some really cool things that are part of what the experience is all about. And people are going to be like, what? What's that all about? And we're just going to tease them. And then in a couple of weeks, drop some serious knowledge of some coolness to them, right? I love it. That's, that's exactly what I'm here for, Jose. I just, I want to be, I want to be like, uh, I want to follow the book, right? I don't want to be those guys that jumps the gun and ruins it for everyone. No. No, I think we're going to do it in a good way. I think everybody's going to love how we're going to talk about it and tease it a little bit. But uh, but you are in the know, pal. I mean, you you get to see the stuff. I mean, shoot, I, 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 I think you've seen stuff that, you know, people in my own company haven't seen. So we, we trust you with the stuff because so, we know you're a professional when it comes to this stuff. That's it. I love it. I got a lot on the line, a lot of good friendships and relationships, uh, you know, over there in Seabad, even though I've, I've, I've only been once, uh, y'all are family to me, your family to me and, uh, my wife, Mel. And, um, you know, we again, appreciate everything you guys do for us and anything and everything that we can do for you. You know, we're always here. Absolutely. Love it, man. Thank you. We're here for you too. I, I love talking shop with you. I can't believe this time goes by so fast just chatting with you. Whenever you want me on the show, I'm, I'm on it. You just let me know. Man, I absolutely love that. All right, Hose, you have a good night, okay? And I will see you in a few weeks um, with some exciting things, eh? Yeah, it's not even two weeks away, brother. I look forward to it. I'll be talking to you soon. Sounds good. See you, man. The Brian Golf Show, presented by Cobra Puma Golf. Now that you're Brian Golf Show family, here's where I need your help. We'll do it after every pod. Shoot me a DM or tweet me what you learned on the show today after listening, and I'll throw you in an exclusive contest for some random Cobra Puma Golf gear. Never know what it could be. One month could be a driver. One month could be some hats. One month could be this, that. But for every 50 entries we get, we'll pick a winner to keep it exclusive. Thank you so much for your support. Now, you could tell your friends about the Brian Golf Show. Thanks.